Before we start, I have an announcement. My next book of poetry, Out of the Dust, is now available for purchase from Amazon.com. Out of the Dust is a collection of poems inspired by the Book of Mormon and is generally concurrent with the weekly readings in the Come Follow Me resource published by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'll repeat this reminder at the beginning of each episode throughout November and December, during which Out of the Dust will be on sale for 50% off regular price. That's just $6 per copy for the paperback version. That's Out of the Dust, Book of Mormon Poems by Mary Jane Rice. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is the General Epistle of James. This poem I'm sharing today was inspired by that famous scripture that prompted Joseph Smith to pray as recorded in James chapter 1, verse 5. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. If any of you lack wisdom, I wrote to my people a few words of counsel, and though I always felt the weight of God's call, I didn't know how one sentence could strike rough stone and ignite purifying fire across time and space to cleanse a foreign world I never imagined. Truth is worth telling, even if only one person hears, even if you're only talking to yourself. The Come Follow Me manual says of James that he is generally believed to have been a son of Jesus' mother, Mary, and therefore he was the half-brother of Jesus. Several scripture references in the New Testament suggest that he was also a church leader in Jerusalem and had been called as an apostle. The reading today is labeled as a general epistle, but it seems to me that James may have been writing mainly from the perspective of the Jewish Christians rather than as Paul wrote when he focused mainly on the Gentile converts. The particular verse this poem is based on reads, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. When I was a young missionary, we used to explain the scripture as meaning that if you have a question, you can go directly to Heavenly Father in prayer to ask the answer, and he won't scold you, but he'll give you what you need. What about those times when you have a difficult long-term problem that you're praying about and it doesn't seem that you're getting an answer? James says that we need to ask in faith, nothing wavering, but that doesn't necessarily mean that a prayer that seems to go unanswered is because of lack of faith. Faith usually requires prolonged demonstration. As Moroni counsels in Ether chapter 12, Dispute not because ye see not, for ye receive no witness until after the trial of your faith. A trial or test of faith doesn't have to be big or dangerous. It could include simple, steady actions like prayer, study, meditation, or trying to figure out the problem by trial and error and by counseling with others as we continue to follow God's commandments. 
Another way to interpret James' words here could be that even though God might tell us no or wait when we ask for a tangible blessing, he still liberally gives us his personal comfort and wisdom to buoy us up while we wait to see his hand in our lives. My personal take on the scripture is that there are different kinds of problems that we need help with. Some are easy to solve, like finding a lost item or knowing the answer to a limited question. Even physical healing can be a simple fix if it's God's will for you to be healed. But some problems are difficult and take a long time because they require independent action from other people who can exercise their agency any way they want to. For example, when I ask God to help one of my children to progress in life and work through their challenges in positive ways, I had better be prepared to wait a long time because that is not something that God can dole out immediately. He doesn't want my children to suffer, but he also doesn't want them to be automatons. He wants to see real growth and progress that they choose to pursue themselves. That doesn't mean he isn't answering my prayer just because I don't see immediate results. It could take a whole lifetime to organize and execute on everything it takes to answer that kind of life-changing prayer. But I believe that God will help me to achieve any good request that I'm willing to help happen through my faith and long-term efforts. When I began to draft this poem, I imagined that James probably didn't know that this particular sentence he wrote to a very particular group of people would have such an impact on Joseph Smith or be the spark that lit the fire of restoration and led to the eventual organization of the Church of Jesus Christ in the latter days. I reflected on how miraculous writing is that a man who lived so long ago could convey truth with such force and simplicity that it changed lives thousands of years into the future. It also makes me think about my own words and the things I write down. The poems that I write might not change anyone's life or thinking, but just the act of composing them for myself has done a lot to change me. I really believe that truth is worth telling, even if it's just for yourself. Now I'll read the poem for you again. If any of you lack wisdom. I wrote to my people a few words of counsel, and though I always felt the weight of God's call, I didn't know how one sentence could strike rough stone and ignite purifying fire across time and space to cleanse a foreign world I never imagined. Truth is worth telling, even if only one person hears even if you're only talking to yourself. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.